Derek, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I feel like it was perfect timing with you because you're leaving for Toronto tomorrow, right? I leave tomorrow. My flight's at 1. So Is that where you're from originally? Yeah, Toronto. Okay. So for people who don't know Schedule 35 <coughs> or who you are, can you give us a little rundown on what it is and how you guys started it? Yeah, Schedule 35 is a Canadian-based company. It's literally comprised of myself and my closest friends, people very near and dear to me. We started the company a week before lockdown in Canada. And how we got into it was we wanted to try microdosing for ourselves because we, we always heard about it from people in LA, people in SF, you know, a lot of smart people who worked at Facebook and Google were doing this thing called microdosing and they were getting more creative mm -hmm. and more focused. And we were like, yeah, we want that. So then we, we couldn't find a good source in Canada and we kind of recognized that there was a void for this. So then we ended up sourcing some product. We really enjoyed our, micro, our microdosing experience. We tried it for like six months and we said, hey, let's, let's do this and create it for other people and make it easier to understand. Because for us, it was kind of like, there was no central place mm -hmm. to understand. And so we just wanted to kind of build something that we ourselves would have wanted six months ago. Yeah, I feel like even now it's hard to really get good information about it. And it's all kind of from people you know or things like that. So it's nice to have your guys' place where it answers a lot of questions that people have and kind of the myths and just the stigma around it. Was there something that happened in your life or kind of guided you towards wanting to try microdosing besides just the hype around it from SF and all those people who were doing it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, that was originally what got us into it. Mm -hmm. The focus, creativity. But while we were microdosing, we learned so much more that there was so, so much more to it. We learned so much more about ourselves. And that's when we really began to understand the larger benefits I would say like how you how you talk to yourself how you view yourself how you look at your life in certain ways those were the l most impacting things mm -hmm. versus like you know a little bit of creativity a little bit of energy boost kind of thing like that you know those were the the deep and meaningful things of just feeling more grateful feeling more grounded feeling more aware yeah. I would say for sure. Yeah. Do you think that when people think of microdosing, they still have that idea where it's a psychedelic that you're tripping on and you're like seeing all these things? And I feel like, at least for me, it's not at all that level. And I think that people still kind of view it that way. Yeah, there's a lot of misconceptions yeah. about microdosing. Whenever I kind of bring it up, you get like one of two reactions. You get people who understand it and like, oh, that's super cool. I've heard about it. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of familiar with it. And you have people who think, oh, you're seeing unicorns and seeing rainbows while you drive to work. Yeah. You know, so it's a very big gap between the education of what microdosing is right. versus a recreational shroom trip. Because even when I think about it, I'm thinking of it at such a small level. I don't even really almost notice it. Ha like you know when uh, I take it, it's not like I'm like taking it. And I'm like, oh my god! Like yeah, it's supposed to be like something in the background, right? Yeah, you feel like a tiny bit more pep in your step. Yeah, you know, and then that's kind of what it is. But when you stretch that out over a long period of time, I feel like that's when you really get the yes, all the benefits. Okay, so I'll kind of give you like yeah. How tell I me, got. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm I, really I excited should... because it's kind of crazy sitting with you even now because it's had such a positive impact on my right. life and it really did. I don't I feel like so like woo woo even saying all this but tell me, um, tell me. so basically I've had really bad PTSD for the last few years I had a really bad accident actually today is five years ago today was the accident so it's kind of crazy that we're even like sitting right. here talking about it and it's like you guys started this thing that has helped me with that. And what kind of accident was this? It's really crazy. So I was walking to work one day. I was living in Ohio at the time and I was hit by a bus, like walking. Like you were crossing the street? Crossing the street, yeah. And so I was basically pulled underneath and dragged. Jeez. And I remember the whole thing. So like I never like blacked out, I never lost consciousness. And then I was in the hospital for a while. I had a lot of surgeries. 
a really long recovery basically uh-huh. and so because i like remember the moments of the accident like being underneath the bus and all of that i have really bad ptsd and i think about it a lot and so I've tried a lot of different therapies and obviously I've done, you know, pharmaceuticals and all of that. And then it was under control for a while. And then I kind of, I got off of like everything. I stopped taking any medications. I just didn't want to be on anything. And then this last year, I just noticed it getting worse again. It was just like almost becoming unbearable to the point where I was like, I don't know what to do anymore. I was just thinking about it all the time. And I was very sad. I was very upset by it. And it was it was like, I can't even explain what it is like. It's just like the worst thing that's ever happened to you and then they thinking about it and like mm. not being able to kind of like control those thoughts or like manage it. And so I had done ayahuasca a few years prior and I had really been into learning about plant medicine and just the healing properties of all of it and what it can do for the mind. And so when I heard about microdosing and mushrooms and everything, I was always open to it and curious about it. And then I think I'd started with a chocolate or something. Someone had given me a chocolate and I like I was like, okay, this is great. I like it. And then I learned about what it's actually like to microdose and I guess like just do it more intentionally Mm -hmm. versus like partying kind of style. And so then I don't know how I discovered, like I think it was must have been on Instagram, but somehow I found you guys. And I think I just followed you guys and I like learned a little bit more and I was like, okay, I need to try this. And so I started with the capsules. I think I did 100 milligrams and then I ended up doing 200 milligrams. And I was pretty good about being consistent. I was like, I really want to give this a try because I was like, I was at a low point less than a year ago. It was a completely different person to how I feel now. Can you share a bit about how like it manifested in your life, like the low points and the the PTSD? I'm very curious about that. Like Like, I'd love to get a picture of like... Like what a day-to-day looked like and like how it was affecting you. Yeah, how it affected you and how it helped. It was so weird because little things would always trigger it. So I have chronic back pain now and Mm -hmm. so a lot of the times when I have like the back pain it just it's like an automatic like trigger of the accident because you remember everything yeah because it's like okay this is happening because I got the surgery because of that accident and then I don't know I would just be in random moments especially when I was like driving in my car I would just start thinking about the accident and I would just start crying it was just like always on my mind and I Mm -hmm. didn't know what to do and I think I tried talking to a therapist and we didn't vibe at all so I was like this isn't working And so I think there was one point where I was literally like, do I need to go to like, um, I like looked up like a Malibu rehab, like resort type of place. I'm like, do I need to do like a retreat or something? What do I need to do here? But it was, it was just like these constant thoughts that I couldn't really like control. Mm -hmm. And it was, but when I was with other people, it wasn't like I would be crying in front of people. I was able to like at least control it enough to being alone at least. And like, but it was just like this feeling of almost, I don't know, like gloom or something. I would wake up with really bad anxiety and it would just kind of linger throughout the day. It was just a very like, I don't know. (laughs) Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. It sounds like something Um, that's just kind of beneath the surface at all times yeah it's always there it. and i kind of almost had like normalized it and mm-hmm. i was just like okay i'm just used to feeling this way almost and so then i think it was january was when i was like really consistent with it and then by end of february i like noticed such a shift in everything i just like started having like motivation again i started getting excited about things again i wanted to just do everything that i used to love and like have a passion for and i noticed that when i did have thoughts about the accident it wasn't like so intense it wasn't something that like i could have them and they could just kind of flow out right and it wasn't like stuck in my head where i was like constantly thinking about it and i contribute a lot of that to the microdosing because that was the only thing that really changed in that time period or like what i started doing that's that's crazy i don't know i'm like such a i'm so into it i tell everyone who has any like I'm like, stop drinking and try my yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like my first two things to tell. I tell any of my friends who are like having like some type of mental health or just, you know, 
in a fog or down or something I'm like it really helped and I was good with like the dosing schedule in the beginning now I've kind of like loosened up on it right. where it's like you know I feel like that usually happens is that, okay yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like really like okay three days on whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. it is and then but yeah I just feel like it helped me so much so whatever you guys are doing no I that's amazing that's amazing um, and uh, I mean first off that's I'm really happy that <laughs> you're in a better place now thank you even though, we just met, even though we just met um yeah I, I think I think the crazy thing is there's so many people going through yeah. it might not be the exact same situation yeah. as you but a similar situation where they they wake up or they have these feelings or they get mm-hmm. triggered by certain things and they don't really know how to deal with it yeah I think anyone who has like any sort of trauma and it can be any like level too and there's so many different forms of trauma that people experience it's not always like an something as extreme as an accident or whatever there's so many forms of it but I feel like it is really beneficial just to kind of I mean I don't you might be able to talk better on this on the whole like science behind mushrooms and whatnot as far as creating new pathways in your brain and all of that and I feel like I don't know I feel like that was what I needed to like reframe how I was thinking almost I don't know is that like crazy it sounds like crazy but I'm like is there is science to it I feel like right there's a a lot of science to it and uh, there's a lot of research coming out to it to, to kind of in support of a lot of psychedelic it's not just like psilocybin yeah. which is magic mushrooms a really good source for anyone that i that asked me kind of like where should i learn more about this is definitely the how to change your mind book I, oh okay the book yeah, yeah the just, book and the tv show okay, the tv show say, on Netflix. that's probably easier for most people just but, watch yeah. tv instead of reading a book yeah. but that show and, and that book has so much education in terms mm-hmm. of the history of psychedelics yeah. what happened to it why you know i got caught up in the war on drugs and that whole yeah, situation yeah interesting with the war yeah on drugs exactly so there's yeah. just so much that that's definitely the first place people should start to kind of learn about yeah. the substance and and all of its potentials right what do you think's been the biggest hurdle as far as being able to i guess like progress with the company and being able to like, get it out there to more people is it just that it's not fully legal everywhere or just i don't know like what's yeah i mean look like right now for so i guess for some news san francisco just decriminalized it what does that mean when something's decriminalized it's a mixture of deprioritizing it from the like authority level okay they're not really kind of going after it anymore okay and they're not really pursuing criminal charges for it so that's what kind of what it means it doesn't mean it's legalized right it means it's kind of like I literally, you know, it's, just, it's this weird kind I of area. It was like legalized here. No, no, no. <laughs> I was like, it's fine. Like anyone can do it. I was like, oh wait, I need the only, to reel the only it back place, a little. <laughs> the only place it's legalized right now is in Oregon for medical use. Okay. But that's kind of how these things start. Like if we look back to cannabis mm-hmm. and we treat cannabis as the blueprint, this was yeah. very similar. Cities and states start mm-hmm. decriminalizing it, then start legalizing it for medical use. Yeah. And then it becomes legalized for just kind of everyday use where you can walk into a dispensary and, and buy something. Do you think that mushrooms will get to the point of where it is with weed and dispensaries now? I think it will be a hundred times bigger. You do? Because wow. like weed, weed is cool, <laughs> right? But mushrooms and psychedelics have actual benefits and use whether it be for trauma whether for ptsd whether it be for therapy whether it be for athletes suffering from brain injuries there's so much more to it compared to cannabis cannabis is feels more like of a a lifestyle Mm -hmm. whereas with psychedelics it feels like there's so much more medicinal qualities to it i just always think it's like so crazy that alcohol is so easily accessible and it's the things that that does to your body and your mental health mm-hmm. and the negative aspects of that. And it's so accessible to everyone versus some of these other things that are actually like really beneficial and have brought a lot of like more good, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. 
and it's these are we're still like fighting to kind of not even like get it legalized but also the stigma around it where it's like even with weed i feel like especially as a female who would smoke i feel like there was always kind of that like oh you're lazy or Uh. there's like that negative stigma to that but if i were to post my wine glass it's fine but if i were to post a joint it's like a little like "Eh, trashy now it's like that fine line of why is one thing like so accepted by our society and these other things are like oh no (laughs) yeah it's just it's just gonna take time yeah because because alcohol has been such an important part of human society mm-hmm. for so many thousands of years like that's so true like yeah. jesus, jesus turned water into wine wherever you want to start like alcohol culturally like yeah it's been normalized over yeah. such a long period of time right whether it you know just going to your friend's house or mm-hmm. your parents seeing your parents drink or whatever it is so it's going to take time where for the joint to appear as the wine glass yeah and then for the <laughs> mushroom capsule to appear as a joint which yeah. now also appears at the one as the wine glass <laughs> you know what i mean yeah that's that's an interesting way of thinking of it yeah i mean i don't know i just feel like i even think about my parents and i'm like they would be like what is this they'd you be know? mortified yeah but i'm like i really think it would be beneficial even for them <laughs> like, and like, I, I think our parents for sure can benefit the most because yeah. they have been through so much fucking struggle are your parents from america are they immigrants or my parents are originally from hong kong and they okay. immigrated to canada okay or, right sorry i'm like you're not <laughs> i know i'm not america. american but yeah i just but the thing is the tough thing is even though they've been through so much yeah i don't think they would ever be open to it same with right mine. they're so locked yeah. in this mentality of that's a bad thing that's a drug it's, yeah that's yeah. a bad thing yeah you know same same here i think they would be very like what is this do they know about your company now or is it still they kind of, of <laughs> i to be to be kind of open i'm not i don't have the best relationship yeah. with my parents and I we have, can cut uh, anything out too. no I, okay. i'm very open with this i actually started yeah. a a podcast of my own as well we just finished the first season what's it called back to square one okay back to square one it was me and my girl best friend mm-hmm. and during the pandemic during the lockdown i started to realize like I'm actually really fucked up from everything that happened in my childhood, yeah. the, the terrible upbringing that I had, the dysfunctional like generational trauma. Yeah, too. just yeah. a lot of fucked up shit. And then I just needed to get it out there. Yeah. And then that's why I started the podcast to really talk about it. And that's honestly something that microdosing has helped me understand yeah. better of myself, of how my past has influenced who I am today. Yeah. And how I can kind of move towards fixing everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, I mean, I think it just shows like how amazing and how, how much you can, I don't know, change your mind and just put yourself at a better place by taking these little steps to make it better, mm. you know? And like you said, with your trauma, it's like a different kind of trauma, but it's like still having those same benefits and everything. Yeah, it's, it really is. So like the, the, the I guess give a really quick general lesson. It definitely helped. Psilocybin helps with the creation of new neural pathways in the brain. Okay. Yeah. The science stuff. Like, yeah. Once you once you have those pathways that are created you you think of it as so this is kind of like a very quick (laughs) just to just to get into it the human brain is a very energy intense organ Uh right it uses a lot of energy if every time you saw a stop sign and you had to process what the stop sign meant Mm -hmm. it would take a lot of energy that's why we've grown to like when you see red you know stop Mm -hmm. green means go snake is bad banana you can eat right but if you had to process that every single time the brain wouldn't be an efficient machine. So in order for the brain to become efficient, you learn, you build these pathways of snap decisions. Sometimes it's good, right? You realize, let's say, you know, you're you're driving a car, green means go, you can go. But sometimes you get things like PTSD Mm -hmm. where you immediately 
think back to where something that bad happened to you Mm -hmm. and you jump to that decision of okay i'm not going to do that i'm not going to talk to that person i'm not going to do this you know what i mean so you kind of get ingrained in this pattern and what what psilocybin does it helps you kind of break free from that pattern because Mm -hmm. now there's new pathways in your brain your mind can explore a different avenue of approaching that topic of seeing it from a different perspective yeah and then those that adds up to a really big difference in your daily life and how you how you see yourself how you see the world how you how you how you interact with everything for sure do you feel like it's helped you at least with any of the family stuff seeing it from a different perspective or seeing it from like your parents side or whatnot or do you still feel like yeah you really it's struggle to i still struggle with it a lot to be honest mm-hmm. yeah just a couple of weeks ago when i was driving i started crying in my car as well it's you like, know, it's, it's, it's just like, like when, you, when you, yeah, when you're alone in the car and you you have these thoughts and you're yeah. reflecting back on your life. But what it's helped me a lot with is really just accepting things mm-hmm. and understanding that, you know, it's still how you look at things and how you let it affect you that ultimately dictate what happens from here on out. Yeah. You know, like that the past has already happened. Right. So I just kind of have to come to terms with it versus trying to fight it. There's no way I can rewrite history. There's mm-hmm. no way I can you know yeah yes I was thinking about this the other day because I was talking to someone who like they were like I don't really think I've had anything that's traumatic in my life I don't really like know what that's like and I was like yeah well I don't know I feel like at the end of the day it's not that I'm like happy it happened but I like wouldn't change what had happened I kept saying like I wouldn't change what had happened I feel like it's brought me to where I am now and they're like really you wouldn't have changed that accident happening I'm like I'm like, is this just my way of accepting it? Mm -hmm. And like, I know that I can't change that. So it's like, I'm just accepting the pain and like finding the best out of this like shitty situation so that I can cope with it. Or do I like genuinely mean that? I was like, kind of like struggling with that. I'm like, am I like glad this happened and was able to learn so much and be where I am now? Or would my life be easier if I wasn't having some of this pain or like some of these thoughts and stuff like that? But it's like, if I were to go down that path of, yeah, I wish I could change that. I would always be in this like pattern of like, feeling i don't know resentment towards yeah, that resentment, situation or like you know it's situation. like you can't have that mindset of mm-hmm. like oh i wish i could change that because it's like we can't change yeah it we can't now. change it so it's like your only option is like to accept it so you can like move on and like live with whatever like pain it is and like, find the good in it to like be able to cope with it yeah no 100 percent. and <laughs> I, I think that's a large part of growing up is seeing seeing the good and bad events mm-hmm you know and 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 letting it make you a better person versus yeah. being a bitter person yeah i f- i do think back i'm like i feel like trauma has built character though like trauma does, does you know i'm like i'm i'm glad i at least have like you know a little extra kick to me <laughs> it's a better story to tell than what, if I what's just... uh i guess if you're if you're able to share like what are some of the, the good <laughs> things i guess or like how do you see the okay so accident now i i really do take everything like I'm so grateful for everything. There's so many moments where I will be like the smallest thing. I'm like, wow, I feel really lucky that I can do this. And I don't think I had that mindset before, whether it's like even being able to go on a hike and Mm -hmm. like walking and stuff. So to give you a little backstory, when my accident happened, some of the injuries were spinal fractures. So it was really close to my spinal cord and being paralyzed. And so I I always am in the back of my head. I'm like, wow, like my life could have looked so different. And it just made me like really, really grateful for everything. And so... And I don't, and I think most people probably don't really even realize how lucky we have it because it's just even it's like so automatic. Yeah, and like there was a moment where um, I wasn't able to like even like get up to go to the bathroom or brush my teeth and stuff like that, and you lose a lot of your independence. And so just being able to have that back now, I'm like, wow, like 
we really are so lucky to even do these like little things there's some people out there who like are struggling with that mm-hmm. and like, don't have those same abilities and so it's it's given me a lot more pers- like just perspective on life and also I've, I feel like I don't care as much about like things that don't matter yeah it's just made me more appreciative it and I would say my relationship with my parents it wasn't ever necessarily bad but we weren't as close until the accident happened that made me appreciate them more and I was never someone who was homesick even when I was off in college I probably went home like twice a year I wasn't like oh I need to go see them all the time Mm -hmm. and now I'm like almost to the point where I like I used to go once a month to go visit them and I valued my time with them so much more because I was like you just never know what could happen and when something might happen and you might lose someone or you might go through something and your life will change and seconds and so in that aspect i'm grateful that i have that perspective now whereas before i don't think i would have yeah it's like the unfortunate things with humans and people is it takes unfortunate events for us to be reminded of how good we have it yeah you know if you look at the lockdown as the best example of yeah hey we used to be able to go outside and you know no issues all these things yeah Yeah, and now we're like oh man i gotta feel grateful sometimes Yeah, yeah for sure it's it's honestly just been great to to see how much people have been helped. We, yeah. we get so many incredible and heartfelt, you know, DMs oh, and messages yeah. of, you know, people going through the terrible, the most terrible times in their lives. People who yeah. said, you know, like, I didn't even recognize myself, but I'm finally starting to feel like myself again. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's such a... Yeah, it's going to be an exciting decade, I feel like, of of healing of society. Yeah. I feel like I've seen, even just on TikTok, I've noticed a lot more people kind of like talking about microdosing and bringing up that they're doing mushrooms now and stuff. So I feel like it is slowly getting more and more common. And I had like taken some chocolate chocolates with me at a wedding and I gave it to my friends who had like never really done it before and they're not really like yeah, yeah, yeah. they're not into that type of stuff like they would not do that on their own and they were like wait we are obsessed like we would rather <laughs> do this and I get so many messages like what's that company that you've talked about yeah, with, like, yeah. your mushrooms I'm like schedule 35 yeah. <laughs> but yeah I feel yeah. like it's like once you've tried it you're like yeah okay, you, yeah, yeah yeah that's you're honestly like, the biggest hurdle people need to kind of get over the fear and yeah. the stigma of it and once they kind of understand it for themselves yeah. of how I feel on it how it helped me then yeah usually nine times out of ten people are like yeah I, I fuck with this and you guys have the capsules and then you also have the chocolates mm-hmm. and then you guys also have like the I don't know what you guys call them but they're like the love one or the like yeah, what yeah, are, yeah. Like, the different so we call those our tonics um, okay. we have the lover dose and the superior tonic okay and those are basically other natural supplements mixed with the shrooms to give a more holistic health to your entire body yeah what would be your advice to someone who's like completely brand new to this stuff? They don't really know anything. Like, where would you have them like start? I guess if they're like curious about getting into it or just wanting to start that journey. Yeah. So we have something called the starter pack. Okay. It comes with a hundred milligram yeah. dose level, two hundred milligram dose level, and the super dose, which is okay. five hundred milligrams. And that's a very good understanding of what level of dosing you prefer. Mm-hmm. And I would recommend sticking to a schedule and going through it yeah. for at least two weeks just to because just because sometimes microdosing is so subtle that people don't notice it the first yeah. time they try and they go, oh it didn't do anything to me yes yes, you know what i mean sure. and they kind of give up right away and, they, and they're, they're very quick yeah. to write it off it's just like yo just give it some time you know and and really let that moment happen where you do come to that realization oh i, I feel different right now yeah. i'm thinking different right yeah. now and then that's when they kind of become a believer yeah yeah everyone's just so different on the way your body metabolizes yeah stuff the way you react to things everyone yeah. you know someone 
might feel nothing. Someone might feel the 100 milligrams really strong. Yeah, that's strong, true. You know? So it's really different for <laughs> yeah, everyone. Yeah, I'm like, you don't feel it. I'm like, <laughs> I know. Up. We are not a, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not what do we need to like, say to like not get in trouble? Because I had someone message me and they're like, can I take it before work? And I'm like, I literally take it for work. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> but so I don't know. I guess it just depends on like what works for your body. So. I don't know. I think I'm like one of those people who's like, everyone should do it. But I don't know if I should be saying that. <laughs> no, I mean, I think it's, you're just speaking from your personal experience and mm-hmm. you've had a positive experience with it. So what's, yeah. what's what's wrong with that? Yeah. And then I noticed something you guys said that you, so your mushrooms are grown in coconut core. Is mm-hmm. that correct? Coconut choir, yeah. Choir core. I'm yeah, like, yeah, what yeah, is it called? Co- so what is that? Like, what's, what's the normal? Yeah. So <laughs> normally it's grown in horse manure. Okay. Because horse manure is <laughs> a very easy and powerful fertilizer. Okay. It's very rich in nutrients for mushrooms to grow. Got it. But a symptom of that is sometimes when you take high doses of mushrooms, you get something called gut rot where your stomach doesn't feel. Is that when you feel like nauseous almost? Yeah, when you feel like, like nauseous, you yeah, feel like I yeah. go to the bathroom. Okay, and it, yeah. And it's largely because of the ingredients that were used to grow the mushrooms. Okay. So if you grow it in coconut choir, which is the skin and the shell of the coconut, it's a bit more, but it's a lot cleaner. Okay. So it's kind of, that's one of the things that we, we optimized for our products. Okay. That's really cool. Were there any other like plant medicines or anything in there that you've tried or that you've been curious about? I've tried MDMA. I've tried okay. LSD. I haven't done ayahuasca. You said you did yeah, ayahuasca, right? I went to Peru to do it. How? Cause I feel like that is like ayahuasca and DMT are probably like the super high level stuff. Okay. I- <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of scary. Even to me, it's kind of scary, I but I definitely yeah, do want to try I guess it. I wasn't scared of it. I don't. I mean, it was definitely intense. Like, I'm not going to... Tell, tell like, me about the... Tell, just paint, paint, paint the picture for me. <laughs> okay, so I went to Peru to do it. And I went alone because I just... This was, like, I think two years after my accident. I was like, I need to try something. Mm-hmm. Like, I need... Whatever. And so I did some research. I had been taking, like, this shock course at the time in Columbus, Ohio. And my teacher had family in Peru. So she, like, found a place that she was like, this place is safe. You can go there and you'll be fine. And so I went there. It was really cute. They had, like, all these little, like, tents and huts and whatnot. And basically you go in and you're in a circle. Everyone has their own mat. And they start the ceremony. There's, like, shaman, all that stuff. And you basically just, like, are drinking it. And then you can go up as many times to the bar, they call it, and just keep drinking the tea or whatever. Mm And, um, at first I was like, I didn't notice anything too crazy. So I was like, maybe I just need a little more, maybe I need to wait. But I was hearing people like start to purge and like, it was starting to sound crazy in there. Right. So they were like, I don't know what they were doing, but. By purge, you mean they're just like yakking? Yeah. But like, you're not, you, you have to go on like, a two week diet before and the day of you're not really eating anything. Right. And so the two week diet is like, it's like no marijuana, no alcohol, I think limited meats or no meats. And it's mostly just like fruits and veggies. Trying like to clean your light. body. Yeah. Right. And then day of, it's like basically like a very light diet. And so you're not really throwing anything up. You're just kind of like. Heaving. Yeah. Right. So, so it was a lot of that. And then it started to like kick into me. And then it wasn't scary, but there was, I definitely felt every emotion. There were times where I was happy. There was times where I was sad. And you just start to think of things that had happened in your life. And it brings up these memories and you kind of see it from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. I think that was the first time I started to really be able to feel empathy for people who I had thought had wronged me. Or mm-hmm. I had initially gone for like the accident to try and like heal that stuff, but that didn't really come up for me, which was interesting. So it was more family stuff and people in my life, like relationships, but it kind of made me have a more empathetic approach to some of those people and then it was weird because afterwards I 
was in this weird kick where I was like, I don't want to put anything bad in my body. I don't, I want it to be like super clean. I don't want to eat crazy, yeah. like anything bad. It was just in this like weird, like, like my body is a temple. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so it did all that, but the actual like trip itself, I'm trying to think like what it would be comparable to. It was definitely intense. I want to do it again because I feel like your first time isn't necessarily like you don't like it's just always, too much. Yeah. And you might, I think personally that I was like holding back a little so I don't know if I was like able to fully let go but I don't I also like like that type of stuff so for me I like to like lose my mind a little and be in this other dimension and world and have these new thoughts and stuff so I enjoyed it but I could see where it could be really intense for people there was one guy who was like freaking out he was like standing up he was basically going around and he's like I need a hug I need a hug he was like standing in front of my mat and I was like I am not about to give this man a hug. Like, yeah, I'm not in that zone on, right now. No, I'm like, <laughs> keep on walking. And then luckily like, the shaman got him and like, you know, he was fine. But like, there are people who have those more intense, like maybe like. Yeah, yeah. Know. But I mean, I really enjoyed the experience overall. Yeah, so, I need to, I need to try it. I just need to. Yeah. Find like a good place that like feels, cause I feel like people do it out in LA, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I've heard of um, like private. Yeah, you can just I don't hire. really know what the whole situation is out here. But I guess going to Peru feels more like the authentic yeah. experience. <laughs> That's what I thought. I was like, this seems like the real deal right here. <laughs> but I'm sure you could do it out here and it would be just as fine. How was your week in LA? It was. What were you up to? It's been great. Just catching up with friends here. It's just always good to come out to LA, kind of get re-inspired, reinvigorated. Yeah. And it just feels fun when you kind of travel for the purpose of work. Mm-hmm. You feel more like you have more of a purpose and more intentional. Are some of your founders out here too? Or are you guys all kind of... So we have partners out here. Okay. But all the founders are from Toronto originally. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and yeah. did you guys know each other from like... How did you guys all meet? Yeah, so I used to be in the music management space. Okay. I, I was going to ask what you were doing before you got into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my background is photography and music management. Okay. I've been a photographer for close to 10 years now. Okay. I was in the music industry from 2015 to about 2021 for so about six years. Mm-hmm. Um, and you meet a lot of cool people in the music industry. And, you know, some of the, some of the relationships that you meet, you keep over the years. Mm-hmm. And when it felt right to kind of expand Schedule 35 into America, I kind of tapped into some really good people out here and see if they would be able to help us out with that and yeah. be able to make some stuff work. I love that. Yeah. What do you think is next for either just the mushroom industry and all of that and then also Schedule 35? What do you guys hope for <laughs> like be, become? We want, we, we want to do some really... We want to definitely expand beyond products okay, and continue to help people, whether it be, let's say, retreats in in other countries or something that we kind of want to develop is like a digital journal. Mm -hmm. Are you familiar with Grammarly at all? Grammarly? Grammarly. Grammarly is like this email tool where it kind of... Where it like corrects your... Corrects your mistakes. Yeah, yeah. But the the thing that really intrigued me about Grammarly was that it it can detect whether your tone is formal, informal. Okay. If you're writing it casual, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. If there was an AI tool that was developed for a digital journal where it can log, hey, for August, you were kind of sad. Oh, in that the early, be, you know what I mean? So yeah. you were kind of sad in the earlier weeks. You had moments of uh, optimism and happiness. And then if you can kind of combine that with microdosing and be able to real time actually understand the data behind how yeah. you felt versus just thinking, oh, yeah, I think I feel better. Mm-hmm. I think that would be really helpful for, for people. So that would that's, be really cool, yeah. So it's stuff like the these kind of ideas that we have that mm-hmm. we want to develop to continue to help people that's beyond just products. Wow, I love that. Is there a brand that you guys, in any industry, that you guys kind of, like, look up to or you guys either, like, aspire to be more on that level or whatnot? 
Apple and Nike. <laughs> I, I could see it. You guys really like, yeah. I feel like are the biggest and for me at least one of the most well known in that industry yeah. of what you guys are doing. So I think especially being at the start of it and it being still so new, you guys could really. Yeah, thank you. We, we, we take a lot of pride in our company. It's, yeah. it's legitimately me and my closest friends <laughs> and we get it. We just love what we do and yeah. I'm so lucky that they're, so talented my friends are so talented at what they do and we can kind of work together to create this thing that's helping so many people well i love you guys and i like literally (laughs) i recommend you guys to every single yeah check us out schedule35.co yes yeah i was gonna say where can they find you where can they find all your stuff yeah so our instagram is at schedule35 underscore and it's private so you guys have to like follow it to even like Exactly. And you guys have a lot of good information too. It's very beneficial as far as answering questions mm-hmm. too. Yeah. That people shoot have. us DM, shoot us an email. Our support team is amazing. Okay. They will answer literally every single <laughs> message that comes our way. We are very in the business of helping people. Yeah. Yeah. And our website is schedule35.co. And we, we're just really trying to connect with cool and dope people out yeah. here who are sharing their <laughs> stories and kind of just building more awareness for all that's going on in this space. I love that. I'll put everything in the show notes. And thank you so much for doing this. I know it was like last minute. No, I'm glad it worked honestly, out. It worked out so <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, it worked so. out. This has been perfect. Thank you yeah, so much. Thank you for having me. Of course.